Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where through scripture, story, and conversation, we inspire you to make an impact all the way through the fourth quarter of your life. Welcome back to today's episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. If you missed last week, I'm going to encourage you to go and listen because it is where Ron and I began to talk about the first five chapters of our book, The Wonder of Christmas, and to start to inspire you and get your heart ready to worship the Christ for whom we're celebrating. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about the remaining five chapters and hopefully continue to help your heart become ready to worship. Ron, take us away. Mm, One week till Christmas Day. How much Savior are you going to be celebrating in the next week? It's my intention to make sure I celebrate him as much as I possibly can. And that's why Susan and I created The Wonder of Christmas, to encourage you to exalt his name to not let the rest of the celebration elements of this holiday crowd out the beauty and the wonder uh, of Jesus and to give thanks, to be thankful for his coming, uh, to stir our hearts to worship him. He deserves our worship. Yes, he absolutely does. And I think it's neat when you say, you know, just one week till Christmas, if we were to overlay our calendar on the events that were unfolding in the birth of Jesus, this would be the week that Mary and Joseph would have been traveling to Bethlehem. And it's important to note that was not an easy journey, especially being nine months pregnant. I think uh, we've all seen the, the pictures of Mary riding on the donkey, but stop and think about that. Scripture doesn't tell us that she rode on a donkey, and how comfortable would that be, especially being nine months pregnant? I know I know people who have recently been pregnant, and even being on their feet for long periods is difficult, and yet very likely walked the entire way. I think as we go further into, this is chapter six, that Mary and Joseph could have received encouragement as they did know scripture and they probably knew the prophecy from Micah 5-2 that spoke of the Savior, the Messiah, would come out of Bethlehem. And while it was technically the census that was requiring them, they still could have seen God's hand at work in what he was orchestrating, but that still didn't make it easy. And I think that's something that I I apply to myself, that I, I want our listeners to apply to themselves, that when we are choosing to be obedient to the Lord, that does not mean that it is an easy journey. And yet we know that if we choose to trust and obey him, even in our most difficult circumstances, we will experience his presence. So Ron, take us to the best part of the story. Chapter 7, Susan. Isn't that interesting that the very birth would come in chapter 7? We kind of marveled at that when we realized that that was going to take place. Oh, the the birth, uh, the birth in the manger. Uh, What a place 
for the creator of the universe to arrange to have his son, our savior, arrive on the planet that he created. Of all the places that that could have taken place, this was the place that he chose. And there's a part of it that you, you know, that makes you like maybe think about that and I wonder why, but then I think you you kind of get to feel like, yeah, that's that's very much like the character of God to choose a, a place like that with hardly any comfort, with no fanfare, with nothing extraordinary, but that our Savior would begin his journey on earth uh, as he was about to to bear our sorrows and become acquainted with our troubles. Of course, that's the kind of place that the Savior would be born. It would be a, a lowly place, a humble place, a meek place. And even though here he was going to shortly be full of power and and might and miracles would come and people would be healed and great things would take place. The beginning was the connection of, yeah, that's that's my kind of savior. That's that's someone I know understands my plight. And so of course to to get some time and just to slow down the rush of these days and just sit with that and think about it and try to imagine it. And, and it's part of the reason why we wrote The Wonder of Christmas. Yeah. Ron, thank you for sharing that. I It is definitely one of our favorite chapters in the whole book. Chapter eight, I, I guess I guess I could say I love them all, to be quite honest, because I have fallen in love with the story of Christmas. Um, but chapter eight is one of my favorites. And the piece that always comes to mind is is when just the darkest of, of nights where the shepherds were out with their sheep and suddenly <laughs> the angels appeared and the glory of God showed. Like that is, it just puts a smile on my face as you can see. And personally, part of why it's a favorite as well is my dad, who is no longer with us, um, loved this part of the story. He could not recount it without tears of joy coming to his eyes. And my mother and I now just chuckle to ourselves to think he's probably up there rejoicing with those same angels and we can't wait to do the same. So that is a, a personal reason. But but another reason is, as I wrote this, I learned that these shepherds, they were not ordinary shepherds and they had specific knowledge and duties that meant that when the angels made the announcement that they did, declaring that the baby was born and could be found wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, those very words would have informed them that this was the Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world through his own sacrificial death. And to just recognize the details that God unfolded through the birth of his son, that is what compelled them to seek out the baby Jesus. 
And not only did they seek him out, it says they worshiped. And isn't that always to be our response when we see him clearly? It has to erupt in worship. So, Ron, take us to chapter nine. <laughs> this one, this one makes me <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> I don't know. It's for me, it's like, wow, do we need two more miraculous events? How many miracles and how many unusual and extraordinary details get added to the story? But of course, it's the greatest story ever told. And so here we are towards the end of the story, at least this part of the story. And uh, we're told about Simeon and, and Anna just being in the temple, uh, happily happening to be there when Mary and Joseph bring Jesus in to be dedicated before he's even two months old. And here are these two elderly, a man and a woman who've been waiting for the Messiah their whole lives and were even somehow promised that they would, that they would see the Messiah before the end of their days. And so they both uh, recognize that Jesus is the one that they've been waiting for. And, and then there's a, a prophecy that gets connected to that. And I just, I just say again, you know, Zacharias and Elizabeth and angels and Joseph and Mary and the shepherds. And I mean, it's just one after the other. And now we end this with Simeon and Anna. And that's why I, that's why I chuckle. And I'm just like, can we just praise him? Like, can we just like honor that this this is the greatest thing ever? Is the is the arrival of of our Savior? Absolutely, I think. Uh, hopefully, our enthusiasm is going to be infectious to everyone who hears these episodes. The last chapter, chapter ten, uh, really completes the story because as every nativity scene holds. There are wise men that come, and that is where we talk about the wise men. And I think the the neat thing to just bring out there, similar to what you did with chapter nine, is that there continue to just be the fulfillment of prophecy and God's revelation of himself in guiding and protecting um, through nature and in dreams. And it just highlights um, God's sovereign power to fulfill every plan, every purpose, every prophecy fulfilled. And um, again, I, I say like a broken record, how can we not respond but to that? You know, Susan, this will be my 50, I think it's really my 52nd celebration of Christmas. And, uh, I'm a people person and I've always, our home has always been busy. And of course, the way this tradition started uh, was when my boys were young and we started the practice of reading the story. Uh, and then it turned into this event and our friends and neighbors would come. And and, uh, and when I think about this, I I realize because I know people and I know what their lives are like. And I realized that for many people, the hearing of the Christmas story 
you know, takes place at a church service and, you know, you're driving in your car and there's traffic and your church is filled because it's the holiday and you get in your seat and the kids are maybe with you or maybe they're in Sunday school and you got so much going through your mind and, and then the lights are dimmed and they put on a production of the Christmas story and typically maybe they do half of the details of the story or or they pick the three or four most important parts and and then you go home and and you know it's a dinner and this story that's not that's not i don't believe how it's meant to be read i believe it's meant to be read in the quietness of our homes where we can really give it a fair experience of it a, a thought and time and and peace it's it's a time and it's why we wrote the book is to help you like get alone or get with your loved ones in an intimate setting and quiet your heart and your mind and experience all of what we've been talking about in this week's podcast and last week's podcast the wonder the, the freshness of all of these things that go in to, to the arrival of the Savior. You know, it's like, it's like God must feel that we needed all of this evidence to, to make sure we place enough value on this, lest it's just this kind of momentary thing that we just rush through. This, this isn't to be rushed through. This is, this is the, the solution to our sinfulness the solution to our being separated from God. And here it is. And it's, it's, it's why he deserves our all. He deserves time, not a few minutes, a, a portion, a, a worthwhile portion. And so it's our plea to stop what you're doing at some point and and give yourself the time to to get a full drink of the Holy Spirit, not just a sip, but you know, just take it all in, and it'll it'll give you the the inspiration that you need to live your life in the way He's asking you uh, to live it. Absolutely, I am glad you gave that encouragement, and one might even say admonition. So the greatest part about this story is it doesn't end here. It is really just the beginning. And uh, we've, we've joked of, will we do another book about the story of the life of Jesus and head into Easter? I don't know what that answer will be. But what we want to point out is all of the individuals about whom we talked these last two weeks, they didn't just play a role in Jesus' birth. They're not just intended to be characters in a story. We want to call their story forth so that we can reflect on how we choose, like they chose, to live in the new year. And that is what we'll be speaking about next week. We hope you'll join us. We pray that listening today has encouraged you to make time in this final week before Christmas to just quiet your heart and mind and experience what Ron has been talking about and that you will know a fresh wonder over Jesus' gift to all of us. 
So often, the Christmas gifts that we exchange hold little spiritual value. In contrast, I can think of no better gift to give our acquaintances and our loved ones than the clearly written and beautifully illustrated story of the birth of our Savior. The wonder of Christmas is a great tool with which to proclaim the gospel to both believers and unbelievers. Will you choose to share the gift of the story of Christmas with a world that's just starving for purpose and hope? Please visit our website using the link provided to acquire your copies today. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. To continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live with purpose and meaning through the many changes and challenges of life, please be sure to subscribe. And please share it with others you think may also benefit.